Welcome to the On The Green Podcast, where we'll give you the latest news and events from the world of golf and spotlight golf courses from around Northeast Florida and the First Coast. We'll take you inside the ropes with interviews, strategies for playing the courses, and get a tip from the head professional. Each show will also feature an interview with a prominent golf insider. They'll share firsthand stories and insights you won't hear anywhere else. Now, here's your host of On The Green, Tim Eiley. Hello, and welcome to another edition of On The Green Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Eiley. We're coming to you from Studio Podcast Suites here in Jacksonville, Florida. You can find this podcast on your favorite podcast platform or check us out on our website, onthegreenconsulting.com. There you can find my monthly blog, which I hope you'll enjoy. Now, this is the third installment of Countdown to the Player Series as we inch ever closer to the 47th playing of the Players Championship. It's going to be a great show, so welcome to the 21st edition of On the Green Podcast. In the third installment of Countdown to Players, I'll talk with General Manager of TPC Sawgrass, the host side of the tournament, Derek Sprague. Derek is a former president of the PGA of America, who has had a very distinguished career, including a two-time PGA Professional of the Year for the Northeastern New York section, and a member of the PGA of America Hall of Fame, having been inducted into the class of 2019. Now, prior to taking the helm at TPC Sawgrass, Derek was the managing director of Liberty National Golf Club and oversaw the 2017 President's Cup while he was there. So, Derek, welcome to On the Green Podcast. Thanks, Tim, for having me. Glad to be here. Well, as I mentioned in the opening, you have had a very distinguished career in golf, um, I, and I'm assuming that taking the helm at PGA Tour's flagship property, TPC Sawgrass, was an easy decision for you. It sure was. You know, I'm a team player here. I started working for the Tour in 2016, managing Liberty National, and uh, as the PGA Tour manages that property, and as you know, they they host a tour event there on a regular basis, and and uh, when my boss said, hey, we need you to come down to TPC Sawgrass, there are certainly no <laughs> questions getting out of the, the colder weather and heading down here where we get to host the players every year. And, and it's uh, been an exciting uh, uh, time spent here so far and looking forward to many more exciting years here. Now, coming down from the New York metropolitan area to the little Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida, uh, is that kind of a culture shock or – how has that worked out? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. Because at Liberty National, for those that know the the course there, I mean, you're looking across the the Hudson at the Manhattan skyline, and and you can almost feel the the energy of the the Big Apple there just across the the river. But uh, certainly, this is a nice uh, nice change down here. The pace at TBC Sawgrass, though, is is robust. From you know being a resort daily fee club, we got ninety. PGA Tour players of all the different tours that play out of here. So this is a very, very busy property compared to Liberty National, which is a smaller private club, very high-end private club. Uh, some unique aspects there of having their own boat that brings uh, a lot of the members from New York City over to the, the Jersey uh, side of the of the Hudson. But it's been uh, you know a great change down here. I don't miss the winters. I grew up in small town Malone, New York, right up in the in the foothills of the Adirondacks, up near Lake Placid, mm-hmm. where a lot of people know where that is, where they had the Olympics up there. Right. So I'm out. I'm out of the snow and cold. I haven't seen snow really uh, in the last uh, three years or so, unless I go back home to say hello to my mom up there for the holidays. But it's been a great change, welcome change, and uh, this is a, a busy operation here. It's exciting. A lot of energy. here. 
here, right here at, at Sawgrass. So it's been, been a lot of fun. Absolutely. Now, as hosts of the Players' Championship, what are some of the responsibilities that fall to you and your team? Well, fortunately, I have a great team here. So, like m- most golf clubs, you you know the big three departments, if you will, are are the agronomy department who prepares the golf course, and I know we'll get into that in a little bit. But then we have our F and B team, and then we have our golf operation team, and then we also have here at TPC Sawgrass that started a few years ago is the PGA Tour Performance Center with Todd Anderson and his team. So obviously, for the players, one we need to make sure that the agronomic conditions meet the demands of of the best players in the world uh for the championship so uh we work on that on a year-round basis our f&b team there uh, they have a very complex operation as well that week because they not only have to feed the high-end customers that have access to the players club which is sort of a, a club within tpc sawgrass for that week a really high-end experience for for the six days and then they're also feeding the athletes all week. So that's, right. those are two different, uh, you know, types of uh, menus, if you will. The, the tour players want to eat, you know, very healthy and protein shakes and really have uh, demanding appetites uh, that week to keep them perform at a high level. And then we're, we feed the caddies as well. And, and uh, then we have to feed our employees that week, you know, so it really is a, is a big operation. So the F&B team does a great job at that. And then our golf operation team, they're doing everything from managing the, the uh, practice grounds um, as well as they're handling, they handle uh, all the merchandise here for the uh, fan shop here. So they're responsible for ordering all the merchandise and selling the merchandise and staffing that week as, as well as, as running the, uh, the uh, practice grounds and then managing the the fleet of carts that week for all the volunteers and the different groups that are using our carts, the rules officials and and other uh, executives at the tour that need to have transportation that week. So it's a, it's a year round process really uh, for all our, our big teams uh, that are planning year round really for the players. And then, uh, you know, we're only a, a couple of weeks away here from the first tee shot being being uh, hit, so we're we're very excited. And do you do you have to bring on extra personnel around the time of the tournament? Yeah, yeah, we'll bring on uh, between volunteers and temporary staff. We'll probably bring on close to another 150 employees. So we'll go from about 300 employees to 450 uh, uh, workers that week between again employees and. And volunteers. Fortunately, like in the the agronomy department, normally we have about ninety to a hundred volunteers that come from some of the best golf courses, not only in the United States but uh, around the world. And we're we're very fortunate to have uh, those people that want to give of their time and their expertise to come and to work at the players. But this year, obviously, with the pandemic and the the international travel restrictions, um, we'll have to rely on our our domestic. Uh, uh, partners in golf, so to speak. And, and, uh, so we'll still be in that same ballpark on that 90 to hundred that'll come and help us out that week. And then we work with a lot of, uh, the area colleges, uh, Flagler college and Florida state and university of Florida to get, to get, uh, some of the college kids to come over and help us for our food and beverage operations. And okay, that's been, uh, and, uh, we'll augment that team by about another 50, to help us throughout the week, because uh, it does take a lot of extra hands just to 
to divide and conquer between feeding the, like I said earlier, the players, the caddies, and the high-end customers, our employees. It's an all-hands-on-deck week, and and some of those, you know, employees are are uh, not only just servers or bartenders; they're also uh, chefs and cooks and mm-hmm. and whatnot, and extra extra support and uh, behind, you know, the back of the house, so to speak. So right, right, it's a big undertaking, but exciting. <laughs> it is a very big undertaking for sure. So let's talk specifically for a minute about the golf course. Um, the course underwent some renovations uh, in 2018. Uh, the one that I like the best is probably. Number 12 is now drivable par four. But uh, what other changes were made that, that really enhanced the overall playability uh, of the course for the tournament? Well, I think the, the biggest thing that, that folks have seen when we moved the event back to March, uh, from May to March, we made the decision to oversee the golf course. So really, again, that's a, you know, the agronomy really is a year-round process. A lot of uh, golfers, you know, think you can just flip the switch and everything's perfect. But our team, our talented team, the agronomy department does a great job of, of planning for that. So we actually, we oversee starting in October and we put down a cool season grass because here in North Florida, uh, the Bermuda, you know, especially with the cold winter that we've had this year, or cooler weather winter, um, you know, the, the Bermuda will go dormant. So uh, we've been overseeding um last few years and we oversee with a rye and then a poa trivialis on the greens and in the approach areas and uh, that makes the course look very lush and and uh, you know we've had a great grow in this year the the rough is going to be pretty thick because again that that cool season grass has has thrived with the bermuda being so dormant because of the cooler temperatures so we had a great great overseed take here and i think that's the biggest thing and, it, and it's allowed us to to stripe it uh, um, very nicely in certain areas, give it a, just a, a really fantastic look on television as well as for the players here. And and then, like you said, the drivable par four, number 12, that we did in, in 2016, mm-hmm. you know, that it's interesting to see how the players uh, attack that hole and, and the rules officials do a great job and the setup team does a great job of giving them opportunities to try to drive that part four but then there's days and again wind conditions in march are different than they used to be in may so that takes on a different dynamic uh, for that hole as well and again those are things that the rules uh professionals take into consideration when they're setting up the golf course that week and and for those particular days and the temperatures and the wind directions and all that to create some excitement and start in the back nine and and then uh, this past year, you know, we did a little uh, um, drainage work on number 17. Of course, that gets the most uh, attention, but on a few other greens, just making sure that they drain well. Um, and so that's changed. Um, the slope really didn't change much in 17, but we just improved the drainage there. But we did change a few of the other holes, number four and number five, where they were holding water on the front end of the um, – of the green on both of those greens, it was on the front, and we just wanted to make sure that they didn't collect the water like a little bird bath, and it made it tough agronomically to have good putting surfaces in those areas, and that's been all all fixed up, and we'll probably continue to do tweaks like that in the future just to make sure that one agronomically the greens perform at their best as well as playability. Oh, absolutely. So. The event was played in March for years and years. Moved back to May for you know several years, uh, and now you're back in March. Outside of the overseed, 
uh, that you have to do now that the event is played in March. Are there, is there much of a difference in the playability of the golf course between a May and March event? Yeah, what what I've heard, of course, I wasn't here um, <clears throat> other than the one the one year, but uh, that it was in May. But the the what I've heard from like uh, Jim Furyk, who lives in the area and mm-hmm. plays and practices here every now and then, um, is the wind. Okay. So uh, you know, like they'll talk about the wind on sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. You know, just probably the arguably the the best three finishing holes in golf for excitement and. And, you know, I've heard him talk about in particular and in 18 on hole number 18, where, you know, it's so much longer, uh, playing into the wind on that hole compared to being a downwind now in uh, in March. So it's, uh, and you can just think of some of the other holes, uh, especially in the back nine, uh, that go in that, that same, uh, similar direction. It, it really, um, uh, changes the the playability of the course. So I think that's been the biggest change is the the wind direction uh, aside, like you said, from the from the overseed in the rough. Okay, so you have this wonderful, beautiful, iconic uh, clubhouse where again you're going to host you know the players and their families and a lot of a lot of VIPs. How how is the clubhouse utilized? Because you've got it's it's two stories. You've got, I'm sure you've got some things going on upstairs, downstairs. A lot of coordination that has to go into the food and beverage operation. Right, especially during a pandemic too. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So uh, on a on a normal year, let's just talk in a normal year, <laughs> okay. and then I'll talk about what we're doing for the pandemic. So in a normal year, obviously we have. You know, on the main floor, we have our tour locker room, and then we have a separate private dining room for players only, so no caddies, no agents there. Uh, that's referred to as Pub 17. And then we have our high-end dining experience for the players club people. So used to be where, you know, back in the day, the clubhouse would have 10 to 12,000 people come through the clubhouse. Now it's, it's, um, in a normal year, you know, it might be in the 700 to 750 range. So it's a very high end ticket. They get to utilize the, the three dining rooms on the main floor with the main bar and then underneath the veranda and then on the back event lawn. So it really is a cool experience. Plus they out on the golf course, I know we're just talking about the clubhouse, but on mm-hmm. the golf course and they have a couple reserve sections on 18 and on 17 and then, and then we have the golf shop, which we have exclusive merchandise just for those high-end customers. And it's got a, uh, a cool logo of a goat um, so that, um, you know, people know the, the uh, exclusivity of, the, of that logo um, just for the golf shop. And then upstairs, that's where we normally feed the uh, players and their families and executives and rules officials and our largest dining room and then we have three other uh banquet rooms or dining rooms upstairs that our proud partners use so morgan stanley optum and grant thornton um have use of those rooms throughout the players week as part of their sponsorship of the pga tour overall and certainly of the players so uh just about every inch of the of the clubhouse is is used and then on the lower ground floor that's really sort of back a house and we're doing prep there and we're feeding our, our team uh, when they get a break to go down and, and grab a bite to eat. So fast forward now to 2021 uh, during the pandemic, that'll, that'll take on a different 
uh, feel and look to it where, um, and you've probably heard this word before, some of the other PGA Tour events or other other uh, professional sports, is we'll create a bubble. So the bubble will be, hey, we need to make sure that the athletes are in this sort of this uh uh, protect a bubble where they don't have any interaction with anybody sort of outside the bubble that's not being tested and not being uh, monitored, if you will, or, or traced. Um, you know, health and safety is a priority uh, for the PGA Tour and certainly of the players and not only at the clubhouse, but for the limited number of fans that we'll have on site this year, uh, health and safety is priority number one and we'll, we'll take a number of steps in that regard to make sure that um, you know, we give the safest environment not only for the athletes but for the employees, the volunteers, and the and the limited number of fans that are on property this year. And so, uh, obviously, you know, everybody's concerned about COVID nineteen, and and the PGA Tour has done a fantastic job with the different protocols and processes that they've used. I think it's probably the best in all of sports, um, frankly. Um, and so everybody knows that when they come in the in the clubhouse, they're going to be they're going to be safe, checked. Uh, you know, all the employees and everything, so everybody can have a you know a nice time, socially distanced, <laughs> wearing a mask. Everybody can still enjoy that wonderful clubhouse. Right, and and our team here at TPC Sawgrass, you know, and I remind a, a lot of people, including the the uh, championship management team, is that we haven't closed one day here, um, even though the. The tournament was was canceled in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, we our team quickly pivoted. We developed uh, uh, plans based on CDC guidelines. And if you recall, you know the, about the first three months, uh, and even even recently, they've been they were changing. And we we uh, we met that challenge, and we provided uh, a very safe environment for our employees and our our daily members and guests that uh, that come to the uh, clubhouse. So we feel very very confident that. Uh, hosting the players at our team again will deliver a safe environment for those folks to to enjoy their experience here and and we'll have the support of the uh you know the pga tours protocols that they've done at other tour events to to continue that safety for the athletes that week and and uh, really tpc sawgrass is built for championships and uh the clubhouse and the property uh, lends itself very well for for that safe environment and socially distancing and all that. And we've, you know, gone to great lengths in our planning here in the last number of uh, months to make sure that we're meeting and exceeding all the CDC guidelines for social distancing. So we're excited and uh, we we know we can deliver a a safe uh, environment. Oh, I know you can too. So let me ask you this. What, what are you looking most forward to about hosting the 2021 players championship? Well, I think it's going to be uh, really neat, and, and I've sort of enjoyed, and maybe this sounds crazy, but I've sort of enjoyed uh, watching the PGA Tour events with less fans because you can really see, uh, one, you can see a lot of golf. Two, you can see the natural beauty of these golf courses. So I think it's going to be fun uh, for both those limited number of fans that, that uh, come on site because I think they'll be able to instead of a sea of people they'll be able to see the beauty the real true beauty of TPC Sawgrass plus the, the millions of fans that that tune in from 270 plus countries and territories will be able to see the real beauty as well of TPC Sawgrass and 
Um, you can't always see that when, when it's filled with fans. We'll have, we have fewer structures out here. So again, it's, it's going to uh, just uh, be beautiful to see. And, it, and it's going to be interesting for our team to, to see, you know, looking down some of the fairways and, Saying, "Hey, where is everybody?" And uh, but for our team, execution-wise, it's going to be you know we're we we still have to deliver a championship, and and I know we can do that, and we're still having you know a, a number of people inside the clubhouse, and that we got to feed, and and we're still we'll have, still have a full field of of uh, professional athletes that we'll be catering to that week. So, in many respects, it'll be the same. Um, other than, you know, just take an extra precaution on, on the safety protocols. But I'm excited to see what the reaction is to the fans that come on site as well as the fans that tune in that week to see how beautiful this place is. Absolutely. They're, they're definitely in for a treat as they are each and every year. So that's some wonderful insight, Derek. Thank you so much for taking us behind the scenes of the host site, TPC Sawgrass. And I know that uh, myself and all the listeners wish you and your team good luck and I'm sure we're going to have a great week. Thank you, Tim. We're looking forward to it. We have been talking with Derek Sprague, General Manager at TPC Sawgrass, host of the 47th Players' Championship. We'll be right back. Well, that's all the time we have for this show. I really appreciate you listening and hope you'll let all of your friends and colleagues know about the show as well. And don't be shy about submitting a review of the show on Google or your favorite podcast platform. I'd like to thank my guest, Derek Sprague, General Manager of TPC Sawgrass. Next week, I'll welcome Troy Smith to the show. He is the tournament chairman of the Players' Championship and oversees the hardworking volunteer force. Again, you can find On the Green Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or on my website, onthegreenconsulting.com. And if you have ideas for future shows, please send me an email, tim at onthegreenconsulting.com. I'm your host, Tim Eiley, and until next time, Try to keep it in the short grass.